Hi, you guys, and welcome back to the Scrubs Off Duty podcast. If you don't know me, I am your host, Brie Brie the Nurse. I am an ER nurse and currently on my first travel nursing assignment. This is the first time I've ever put my podcast on YouTube, so I'm super pumped about that. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, and watch along. It's actually super exciting because now I feel like I can like tell you what I'm talking about because I'll talk about things and then you don't even know what I'm showing you, you know, and I'm like, oh, this, 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 and now you can see it, okay? And <laughs> I love watching podcasts on the treadmill, so maybe, maybe you can watch me on the treadmill, maybe, <laughs> we'll see, but I'm super excited and I'm just I'm so thankful that I could even do this. I'm so thankful to have my podcast and have the community that I have with you guys. This is going to be such a good episode. I'm going to be talking about some nursing school funny stories and horror stories. I have a lot of them personally. And then I also asked you guys for some of yours because we all have our funny horror stories, like clinical stories, whatever they are. And reading them are hilarious. Like looking back now, it's not a big deal. But in the moment, you know, it was just like the craziest thing worst time of our lives nursing school is no fun so let's get into the episode let's start it out with my first day of clinical so let's give you a little background here I got into nursing school I turned 18 basically a few weeks before I started so I had never worked in healthcare before zero experience no idea what I was doing so our first clinical I was like a deer in headlights scared out of my mind Granted, we were at a nursing home, and so I really shouldn't have worked myself up as much as I did, <laughs> but we we literally went there to grab vital signs, you know, clean up the patients or the residents, and help them eat their breakfast. It was maybe like a three-hour clinical. Not a big deal at all, okay? And I was going to throw up basically right before I got there. So nervous. I didn't know how to talk to anyone. Like, I'm like, do I just walk in there and say, like, hey, my name is Bree. Like, what do I do? And thank the Lord <laughs> they paired us up with another nursing student on our first day. And the nursing student I got paired up with was already a CNA. He had so much experience and he actually worked in a nursing home. Thank goodness, because I was lost. And basically, I followed him around like a puppy, like trying to figure out what to do because I had no idea what I was doing. And the, <laughs> the patients probably were like, this girl, what? she should not be in nursing school. <laughs> like she is clueless. But I walked into the room of my patient and I was like, hi. And I, I promise you, like I just stood there. I just stood there and I was like, what are you doing? Uh, do you even know what you're doing? <laughs> Why are you just standing there looking like a fool? Like, <laughs> I, I, it's so embarrassing thinking back about it. Hopefully the person doesn't remember the situation at all. <laughs> but I just stood there. I'm like, oh my word. What did I think I was going to do by just standing there? <laughs> but a couple of you guys told me that you had similar stories and like the patients said to you, what are you doing? Or like, do you need something? And thank goodness my patient did not say that to me because I probably would have cried. <laughs> but I ended up putting on my patient's brief backwards. Okay. And that was probably one of the most embarrassing things I've ever done in my life. I, I don't know why I thought like it was different than 
how you put on a baby's diaper. Not saying that they're the same thing, but you know, the Velcro goes in the front or like you put it in the front, wrap it around in the front, wrap around, do a little wrap around. Okay. <laughs> and I was just, I don't know. I, I was so nervous in the moment. I literally put it on backwards and thank goodness the nursing student I was, was with was so nice. He was like, um, you got, you got to put it the other way. <laughs> And I'm like, here, I'm struggling, like, trying to put the Velcro on their back. I'm like, you, do you have common sense? And, <laughs> but it's so funny that, like, these are embarrassing stories that now I look back, I'm like, you know so much more now. <laughs> you have learned so much because I feel like a lot of the times time flies and you, like, really don't notice your personal growth. And I'm like, Wow. We've, we've come a far way, okay? We've come, we've come a long way. Thank goodness, because it was needed. <laughs> but I really wanted to talk about all these stories because I feel like you feel less alone when you talk about it. Like, we all... If you don't think you had an embarrassing story, you know, maybe you didn't. Good for you. But I, come on. You gotta dig deep. Let's, you gotta think about it. I feel like everyone has an embarrassing either, like, patient interaction story or nursing school clinical instructor or like professor embarrassing story you have to have had like some dumb moment not dumb but like you know like some like really what what was I thinking (laughs) moment and that's totally okay if you had that's how you learn and now looking back at it you'll be like wow remember those good old days (laughs) also throwing it back to my first checkoff my first checkoff was a bed bath And again, no experience at all. I don't know how to do anything. And this bed bath checkoff list, I swear to you, had like 96 bullet points that you needed to get all these things. And so, of course, like I'm practicing doing it with my clinical partner. Like, I swear we probably practiced a bed bath, not actually doing it, you know, but walked through it with my partner probably for four hours. And I'm like, girl... You, you were practicing a bed bath for that long, like, <laughs> but I feel like they make it so overcomplicated, not, I, I mean, maybe to fail you, like, I don't know, to freak you out, give you anxiety. If I could change nursing school, that's, like, the one thing I would change. Why do we need to make it so anxiety-filled? Like, it does not need to be that much pressure. I feel like if it was more of a supportive learning environment, nurses would do so much better and maybe we wouldn't have all this pre-shift anxiety you know just just throwing it out there but I was so nervous and it also happened to be the same day that my nephew was getting born my sister was literally in labor I had been at the hospital with her for a few hours I went that night and then I stopped by that morning because I was like come on have the baby like I need to know because you aren't allowed to have your phone with you during checkoffs and she hadn't had the baby <laughs> until I was literally in the middle of my checkoff and I came back after my checkoff like freaking out and found out that she had him. But I was, you know, maybe a little sleep deprived, kind of my mind was elsewhere because I was excited about my nephew getting born that day, you know. <laughs> but I literally almost threw up. I was so nervous. I was shaking, like my stomach was so upset. I went to the bathroom and I dry heaved, (laughs) sorry, TMI, but I dry heaved a little bit, (laughs) nothing came up because I couldn't even eat, you know, when you're like 
number one, I don't really like eating that early in the morning anyway because clinical started at the crack of dawn. And I, it was always really nauseous in the morning. So I would like bring a smoothie to drink when I felt like it was a reasonable hour to eat <laughs> like 9am, 8am, not five something. And I was like, oh my gosh, you got to get it together. Cause they're going to call you and you're going to be in the bathroom throwing up while they're calling your name and you need to be doing your check off. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Come on. <laughs> anyway, I ended up doing just fine. But any other checkoff after that, I was pretty much anxious. Not as anxious. I think it was just bad because it was the first one. But I'm like thinking back, I'm like, you got that worked up. You were dry heaving over a bed bath. Welcome to Fuller Butts, a behind the scenes plastic surgery podcast. Yes, you heard that right. Join your co-hosts, Dr. Sam Fuller and Dr. Dan Butts, board-certified plastic and reconstructive surgeons on an exclusive full-access pass into the world of plastic surgery. Combining their expertise and training, Drs. Fuller and Butts will share medical insights, detailed explanations, and lighthearted humor to keep you entertained and informed. We're certain you'll become passionate about the plastic surgery specialty and between debunking myths, uncovering truths, or just making you laugh out loud at their perspective on this creative and artistic field, we've got something for everyone. Girl, like, really? (laughs) But it's, like, I know other people are like this. (laughs) I know someone else feels my pain and went through the same thing and maybe even actually threw up. And I am so sorry. (laughs) Hopefully now you can look back at it and laugh at yourself. I don't know. Cause I, I'm glad I can laugh at myself now, but in the moment I was, I was serious. Like it it was, it was a big deal, but like, can we change nursing school? Because why does it have to be like that? They put so much pressure on you and I feel like it's so unnecessary does not need to be that serious. I mean, yes, like you need to pass your checkoffs, but they don't need to put so much pressure and anxiety on you that you're throwing up in the bathroom before. (laughs) Another really bad, these are like all, (laughs) I've been thinking about these for a few days because I wanted to come up with my best ones. And I, I have a few really good ones, but I was so, so, so nervous for like my vital signs checkoff because you had to do a manual blood pressure, which like Just the thought of a manual blood pressure is so nerve-wracking because you had to be, I think, within two of your instructor. And they had, like, the double stethoscopes. And so they're listening to your partner at the same time as you. And, like, that's a lot of pressure. And I had to do the radial pulse and an apical pulse. And I was so nervous. And I think I had, I did blood pressure. No, I, I think I did, yeah, I did blood pressure, radial pulse, and then apical pulse last. And I got the blood pressure, and I was pretty confident about it. I practiced that thing on everyone. I, I mean, I was, my, my parents got their blood pressure checked multiple times. <laughs> I'm like, all right, come on. I got to practice. Let's see. Like, <laughs> And I got that fine, but they didn't tell you until after you did all three of them. So I'm just, I mean, my heart is beating through my chest. Like, I felt bad for my clinical partner when she had to count <laughs> my heart rate. I was like, I'm so sorry. She She's going. She's beaten. And I always like to go first. Be I was pretty close friends with my like lab clinical checkoff partner. And I always like to go first. And she always liked to go second. So it kind of worked out. It was like the perfect match. 
But I like to go first because if I sat there through hers, I I would I don't even know if I can make it through it because I'm just thinking about it and I'm watching her do it, you know, and you just get even more anxious. So I just wanted to get it done, get out, get it over with, whatever. So I ended up doing the blood pressure just fine. And then I did the radial pulse and I panicked. I'm telling you, like, I'm sitting there counting. My mind went blank. Like, I literally made up a number. I swear, I swear to you. I swear to you, I made up a number. Like, I'm pretty sure I said, like, 88 or something. <laughs> like, I'm like, all right, choose something with a normal range <laughs> and just write it down because you had to write it all down. And I, I panicked and I was like, please, 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 please. And so, you know, I still didn't know if I passed that one or not. Moved on to the apical pulse. I got that one fine. So at the end of it, she was like, yeah, you didn't pass the radial pulse. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And, you know, like you walk out after your checkoffs and everyone's like, oh, how'd it go? Like, that was so easy. Like, you know, or like after a test, they're like, oh, yeah, I got this question, this question, like this answer. And you're like, I did not put that answer. (laughs) But I like walked out and everyone's like, oh, my gosh, that was so much easier than I thought. Like, I nailed it, like totally got it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I failed the radial pulse. Like I look so stupid for failing a radial pulse. Like, come on. And so I like didn't even talk to anyone because I was like, oh yeah, it went great. But no, seriously, I, I'm like, it's not even that big of a deal now. Like I know how to count a pulse. Okay. And I, when I, they let you do a makeup you only had a certain amount of checkoffs that you could actually fail. I think it was like maybe three and then you were kicked out. And that was the only one I ended up failing. Praise the Lord. Thank goodness. But I went and did my re-checkoff or whatever and I got it spot on. And it was so much less pressure in that moment. I feel like it's just like you get so worked up when it's actually you're with all your classmates. Like it was just me, the instructor and the student or my my lab partner. And I got it done, got in there, got it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, girl, you got all worked up over counting someone's pulse. Like, I'm not telling I'm I was panicking. I don't even know what happened. I like blanked out in the moment. I, I, I literally made up a number and <laughs> If I would have gotten it right, wouldn't that have been amazing? You know, like if I would have guessed it. But I mean, uh, there's no way. (laughs) But thank goodness my lab partner was so supportive and so sweet. And like, we truly got through it together. I don't think I would have gotten through it with anyone else. Like we would practice. She was so always so willing to practice with me and, you know, with each other a million times until we got it spot on. It's just so funny to me because I was so much more worried about the manual blood pressure that I was like, oh, the pulse, like the pulse is so easy, you know, like I don't even need to worry about that. It's just counting. <laughs> and I got the blood pressure spot on and then nope, didn't get the pulse. <laughs> but it's so fine. Like you can fail things and you, and still make it through. You can fail nursing school and then try again. You can fail your NCLEX and try again. Like, it doesn't matter. You think my patient's going to say, like, did you fail your radial pulse checkoff? Or how many times did you take your NCLEX? Like, there's so much pressure to be perfect. And obviously, you know, you don't want to be making huge mistakes because you do have patients' lives in your hands. But 
that you are able to fail and learn from your mistakes and grow. Like, stop putting so much pressure on yourself. I feel like that's the one thing I wish I could tell baby nursing student Brie. Like, it'll all be fine, girl. It's all going to work out. It'll all be fine. I promise you. Nursing schools have, like, the most ridiculous rules with how you can dress. Number one, I had to wear, they luckily changed it a couple years before because I went to the same nursing school that my sister-in-law went to. And she had to wear white top and white bottoms, which like, why would you ever wear white bottoms? Especially in a profession that is so predominantly female. White bottoms? What? (laughs) Like, come on, let's put two and two together. I'm like, but thank goodness I got to wear black bottoms, but a white top in healthcare? Like, do you know what we touch? (laughs) All the bodily fluids that could potentially get on us and we're going to wear white? (laughs) Who came up with that? Whose idea was this? But because of that, we had to wear white socks and we couldn't have any like nose piercings or anything. You had to put like the plastic fillers. I don't know what the actual word for it. I don't have a nose piercing, but... And they said you couldn't have your doubles in. And I have my doubles, my, my just, you know, my earlobes pierced. And one clinical, I, oh, and then the white leather shoes. White leather shoes are so uncomfortable, you guys. Really? Like, can I just wear, like, normal white shoes? And why, white shoes, again, why white shoes? What about, like, black? Black, you can't see when black shoes really get dirty. Like, white? Are you kidding me? I wash those things all the time. I wiped them down all the time. Crazy. I mean, you should be wiping your shoes anyway, but you know what I mean? Like they just show everything. No forgiveness with white. Okay. Like you, everything gets dirty so much faster. Bleach is my best friend, (laughs) but I wore my double earrings. I mean, the clinical was really early in the morning. I got up, I got ready. I drank my coffee. Like I'm rushing out the door. I don't want to be late because if you're late, shoot, like you're, it, yeah, you're out of luck. Like it's, you're in trouble, big, bad trouble. And so I get there and my clinical instructor goes, Brie, you have two earrings in. And I was like, what? What do you mean? She's like, you're not allowed to have two earrings in. And I'm like touching my earlobes. They're like, oh my gosh, girl, you forgot. And like, I, I got in trouble for it. And I'm like, Please tell me. It's not like I have like big hoops on that are interfering with my job. I don't even think hoops would interfere with your job, but maybe like a safety risk getting them yanked on or something. But why does it matter if I have two little studs? I think I have like two little pearl studs in my ears. Like why does that matter? (laughs) And people would get in trouble for not having white socks on. Luckily, I'm short, okay? I'm like 5'3", five, 5'4", five, and my pants <laughs> were way too long. Even though I got the petite length, they were way too long, and I would actually, like, they would get caught. I should have hemmed them, but I didn't. But they would get caught under my shoe. Like, I would step on the back of them. Short girls, can you relate? <laughs> and I never, my socks wouldn't show. So I would, you know what? I was a little risky, okay? little rebellious nursing student Brie, I would wear fun socks because if there's one thing I'm going to do, I'm going to express my personality. And I still wear wear fun socks to this day. I pride myself on wearing fun socks. And you also couldn't wear a different badge reel, which I wasn't really, I didn't really know about all these different badge reels back then. So it didn't really affect me that much. But 
you had to have like the school's badge roll on. So it's like all you had to show for yourself were your socks. Even though no one could see my socks, I would still wear fun socks because you know what? I knew they were under there. Okay. They, I knew I had some fun socks on, <laughs> but you could never tell because even if I like crossed my legs, you know, like when your pants get pushed up a little bit, when you cross your legs, you still couldn't tell because my pants were so long. So I got away with it. They still didn't know. So scandalous of me, right? <laughs> but people would literally get in trouble for not wearing white socks. I'm like, does it really matter? I understand looking professional, but does it really matter what color socks you have on? I don't think anyone's going to judge you thinking like, oh my gosh, she has, she has pink socks on. She, she cannot be my nursing student. <laughs> Like, or he cannot be my nursing student. He has blue socks on. Like, (laughs) I really don't think it's that serious. Why do they make such a huge deal about it? Then I ended up having school during COVID. I was a nursing school pandemic baby. Okay. And I had to do, for some part of it, they tried their best to get us in the classroom as much as they could, but there were also like so many outbreaks. And I think my last semester or my second semester I the second half of it I was totally online for the end of the year and so we had to do all of our tests and quizzes which we had a test or a quiz every single class which I actually you know like it was a lot I will say that but I actually think I liked it like that looking back because it kept you studying you like I and I feel like once you put off studying, like you're like, oh, I don't have a test for two weeks. Then you're cramming the night before. I feel like the way they do it, you know, there's a method to their madness. I, I don't want, I don't like admitting that, but <laughs> there's a method to their madness why they do things. So I feel like it helps me stay on top of things and actually not cram for things by having me have a test or a quiz so often. But we always had our classes and tests in person. So when we, when COVID happened and we had school at home, basically we like did everything over Zoom and then we had all of our tests and quizzes on a lockdown browser. And I was so scared. (laughs) Like you have to scan your whole, you hold your computer up and like you show the whole room around you and you can't talk, like you can't, they're, they're like, I mean like someone watches the whole video of you taking the test. And I, I didn't cheat, so it's like I wasn't nervous about that. But I I don't know. It's just like weird someone watching you. And the one day, I potty trained my dogs with a bell. And the bell's hanging on the door. I would take my test. This was my old apartment, so it was a lot smaller. And I would just take my test at the kitchen table. And my kitchen door is where the bell was for Betty Lou because I didn't have belly then. Um, but the bell was there for Betty Lou to ring to go potty. And I was taking my test. And of course, like Betty Lou is an angel. Okay. She's such a good dog. She sleeps like 90% of the time. Normally doesn't make a fuss. No problems. But whenever you're like on a phone call or doing something important, like taking a test or in a meeting, like she's, she's going to bother you because she was like, Oh, I want attention. Like every single time I record a podcast, these dogs go crazy. Like right now they're sleeping, thank goodness. But most of the time they start running around, barking at each other, like playing hardcore. I'm like, girls, really? (laughs) Any meeting I've had, I just had a meeting the other day and I was 
gonna lose it on them i kept having to mute it and go walk away i'm like you guys and i even like give them a kong or a bone to try to distract them and they want no part in it until after the meeting and then they're fast asleep again i'm like really really <laughs> anyway though so i'm taking my test i had already scanned the room to show that you know no one was in there and no nothing was on my like desk and i'm taking the test and betty lou starts ringing the bell and i'm like Betty, no, <laughs> like trying to talk without talking because you can't talk. And I also like I'm an out loud thinker. I say things out loud all the time. So that was a hard thing for me, like having to be like, OK, you can't talk out loud. Not that I would talk loud, loud during a test, but like sometimes I would whisper, like whisper, read the question while I'm taking the test. And you can't do that either. So I'm trying to yell at her discreetly to be quiet because I can't take her out right now and I was almost done so I was like just wait like you'll be fine hold it in and so I'm trying and so I'm trying to tell her to be quiet and you know get done with the test think all right it's fine like they can clearly you could actually see her in the background ringing the bell so I'm like all right you know didn't think anything of it and I get a message three hours later from my instructor saying I got I failed that test for cheating and I was like what? Cheating? What, what are you talking about? I didn't cheat. And they said that there was background noise. And I was like, oh my word. <laughs> and so I'm panicking. You know, like I, I fail a test like that, like a full on zero. I mean, that you're, there's, it's hard to come back from that. Right. And then like to have a cheating accusation against me, I was like, um, this ain't looking good, okay? Like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm panicking. I'm gonna fail out of nursing school. I'm never gonna be a nurse. Like, no ner- other nursing school is gonna want me because this nursing school said I cheated when I didn't. And so I call her. I write her an email. Like, she hadn't answered my call, so I write her an email, and I'm like, I didn't cheat. Yada yada yada. Like, can we watch this over? Like, what can I do? And they ended up taking my explanation from it, which is very rare because I feel like a lot of the times nursing professors are like super duper strict okay like super strict like for example (laughs) maybe it's just my nursing school that I went to but I feel like this is a common thing but my grandma ended up passing away my last week of nursing school of my first year during finals week and we did hospice at home with her and I helped take care of her like my whole family was there we wanted to spend the most time with her that we could and I wasn't thinking about school that was not my priority during that time my priority was to be with my grandma before she passed away and so I think I had two classes at that time I had a pharmacology class and then um some sort of basic med surge class maybe like med surge too and I messaged both of my instructors at the beginning of the week when um, my grandma was deteriorating and we decided to do hospice at home. And I said, hey, this is the situation that's going on. Like, I'm not sure of the timeline, but I just wanted to let you know and communicate with you because I felt like that was the respectful thing to do. And keep because they always said, like, keep us in the loop with what's going on in your life, whatever. And I felt like, you know, timing wise, this might not work out well for finals week. Not that I like wanted more time or anything, but my grandma ended up passing away and the next day I had my med surge final and I hadn't studied a lick for that test okay like again I was not focused on it and so I emailed my professor and the day after that the day after the med surge when I had my farm one I emailed both of them and I said hey my grandma ended up passing today 
Um, like, is there anything I can do? Like, I I haven't really studied. Like, I've been with family. I've been with her and you know, spending my last few days with her. Um, and my med search professor said, I can give you one more day, but I would have to take five points off your test automatically. And I was like, really? Like, there, there's nothing you can do? Like, I... Like, I, I'm not trying to buy more time, like, just to buy more time. Like, I genuinely had a family emergency. Like, you would think nursing being such a compassionate field that nursing professors would, like, share that compassion and reflect that onto their students. But that's just really not the case. Which, let me, let me clarify this. My pharmacology professor said, take however much time you need. I I. And, you know, here for you and your family. Like, I'm so sorry for your loss. Sending my condolences. Like, no no questions asked. Let me know when you're ready and you've had time to study and process everything. Like, this is a big life thing. And, I'm, again, like, I wasn't trying to look for a bunch of time and all this. But, like, I just asked for one more day because I was not ready. And and I, I just, I couldn't even think that day, let alone study. Like, that's a, I was very close with my grandma and... It was a lot. I was just kind of in shock that my one professor just was like not showing me any grace. Not that she needed to. I wasn't expecting it. I get, I don't know. It was just, I was just like, wow, like you can't, I'm not just like blowing it off to blow it off. You're going to automatically take five points away. Like what's the point of that? Like what, that those five points could be, you know, the difference between me passing and failing. So I ended up just taking it and not taking an extension because it wasn't worth it to me. Like I, I, but it was just really sad. I I felt like I expected to see more compassion from a fellow nurse or nursing instructor. Like, yes, you're my instructor, but you, you're a person, like, you know what it's like to go through traumatic things and to lose people in grief. Like, I, I just, but nursing school doesn't have compassion for you, unfortunately. And I think that's something that should change because I know plenty of my other classmates went through significant losses as well. And, you know, divorces, child loss, other family members, you know, like it, it's, it's hard. Life still goes on while you're in nursing school. Life still happens. Like nursing school might, you know, be a huge portion of your life and, take up so much time of your life, but you also have a life outside of it. And I think professors sometimes forget that. And I just was hoping for more compassion. And I, you know what? It was stupid of me to even think that I would get, you know, even a day extension and not lose points because they don't care. Like, I feel like they honestly sometimes just do not care about you. They care about the numbers. They care about, you know, they, they want to make it harder than it needs to be. Like, I, one more day would have been, probably would have helped me get a, a better grade, you know? Like, if I could have actually spent the time and studied, not with a clear head because one day's difference didn't help my grief very much, but just not a day that I was... It, it was just... Yeah. I, I don't know. I still think about that a lot. And I'm luckily that professor retired <laughs> and she isn't, you know, affecting people's lives in that way anymore. But I, it's just sad. So let's, let's, let's not talk sad anymore because 
it's upsetting. <laughs> but I, I really um, hope that this generation of nurses and the new upcoming nurses can, when they become professors, if they decide to do that, that we can kind of change the culture because I really think we're in a new, better era of nursing and confronting bullies and trying to support one another more. And I really appreciate that. And I think if one thing that I really wish people would get from anything I post on social media is that I want to be a support system to everyone. And like, I want a good culture of nurses, like stop the bullying, stop the hate, like just support one another. Our jobs are all equally hard, no matter what specialty you work in. Stop the competition. Like, we need to support one another. Our jobs are hard enough. Like, feeding into the, like, bullying is feeding into that reputation that people are stereotyped that people say that nurses were the bullies in high school or mean girls in high school. Like, and everyone hates when people say that. So, don't, don't make it true. Don't be that way. Be kind. Be nice. Show compassion towards your coworkers, towards your patients, towards yourself. It's hard enough. So supporting one another makes it maybe a touch easier. So let's do that. Now let's talk about a funny story because I'm, I'm, I'm over, over the sadness right now. I don't want to talk sad anymore because I probably will cry. <laughs> but let's talk about a funny story. Another checkoff story. Why are all, like, my checkoffs are so traumatic to me. <laughs> I made so many, like, silly mistakes that I've now learned from mistakes are okay. But this one's pretty funny. It wasn't really a mistake. It was just, like, something <laughs> stupid. I was doing my med pass checkoff, and I was hanging and spiking, learning how to hang and spike, or checking off on it, um, a bag of fluids. And I was at the cabinet with my professor. We were looking at the computer because you had to do your five rights and check the MAR with them and speak out loud what you're doing. So I was doing that and I was bent over, like looking at the computer at the counter and I lifted my head up once I was done going through all the rights and I hit my head so hard on the cabinet because it was like, so, you know, supposed to be like a room where they had the cabinets there. And I laughed and I was like, oh, I'm so clumsy, like made some silly comment like that to try to make the moment less awkward, you know, trying to bring some humor into it, like laugh it off sort of thing because I was embarrassed. Okay. <laughs> and my professor literally blank face could, did not react at all. Didn't laugh, didn't smile, didn't say like, oh, are you okay? <laughs> like literally did not react at all. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I just made an embarrassing moment <laughs> 10 times worse. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, you can't laugh at that. Like, at least fake laugh. Fake laugh to make me feel a little bit better. Like, <laughs> I, but I was so embarrassed. And she, like, moved on. Like, nothing happened. Like, again, why so serious? Like, laugh at me. If I was a professor and that happened with one of my students, like, I would probably crack up laughing with them if they were laughing. Well, first of all, I'd be like, are you okay? And then crack up laughing. <laughs> like, I think that's funny. Like, <laughs> laugh a little. <laughs> but I still think about that all the time. <laughs> so I asked you guys on my Instagram, which if you're not following my Instagram, follow, please, at Brie Brie the Nurse and at Scrubs Off Duty Pod. And the same handles are on TikTok as well. 
But I asked you guys some funny stories, funny nursing school stories, um, and you guys came through. Okay, so I'm going to, there, there's a list here. <laughs> um, I'm going to read some of my favorites. Someone said, again, I'm reading these because I want you to feel less alone. Like so many people make these, you know, have these funny stories from things they've done and learned from because you are learning like you. It is so okay to do these things and learn from them and, you know, share these stories now and laugh about it. Like everyone makes mistakes, learns from them. It's okay. Give yourself grace and laugh about it later because it's funny. (laughs) Like. It will be funny. It might not be funny right now, but it will be funny one day. Someone said, the first time I gave insulin, I threw the whole pen into the sharps and not just the needle. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think that one's funny. Um, okay, this one like does not seem okay. My clinical professor had us show her our white socks and white bra every clinical. Maybe the socks, but like showing your bra, like that does not seem like that should be allowed. Someone said, I charted that I heard lung sounds bilaterally after I reported to an instructor that my patient had a lobe removed. (laughs) This one says, my instructor left me in the room while doing an assessment with a patient who only spoke Spanish. And then I tried to converse with him and ask dumb questions like, do you feel any ouchies? <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so funny. I, I do think that there is such a uh, struggle with communicating with patients that, you know, you might not speak that language. And yes, a lot of hospitals have translators, but I think it's really a hard thing. And I think we should be taught. I know I wasn't really taught any frequent sayings in nursing school that you should know. Um, I educated myself out of school, but I think that should be something maybe implemented into nursing school, like basic statements that you should know, especially in emergency situations in other languages. This one's really funny too. I was getting a report and asked when a colostomy patient's last bowel movement was. (laughs) That's really funny. (laughs) I killed my V-SIM patient technically. I didn't realize he had a heart attack. Okay, Sims. Oh my goodness, I forgot to think about any funny simulation stories. Gosh, I probably have a few. This That could be a whole episode in itself. Those scared the crap out of me. And I feel like they always made it so hard, which is a good thing. I, I really think they're helpful in making you critically think. So I do appreciate them and I understand why. But oh my gosh, I would get so worked up in those. We were learning how to turn and boost patients and a friend of mine was the fake patient and we all boosted her on three. And one of the girls was like, wow, I had no idea you weighed that much. And she was the skinniest thing ever. Why would you say that to someone? Why would you say that to someone? Oh my goodness. People are so rude. I had a patient with no fingers, and so I had to get a blood sugar on his ear. As I'm lining up to poke him, he yells out, suddenly scaring me, and I drop everything and yell back. He and my clinical instructor die of laughter, and I stood there mortified. <laughs> hey, they, that, I mean, I understand. I'd be really, like, mortified as well. But I do think it's kind of funny when your clinical instructor and your patient, like, can get along and, like, laugh and not poke fun at you, but, like, make the situation a little bit more lighthearted. I have to say, I have never had to check a blood sugar on an ear yet. Funny, but not. My instructor almost failed me during clinical because I looked too tired. Like they, they just try anything. They really try anything to fail you. I swear. 
My worst fear happened where I had to take care of an old instructor as a patient. I got puked on like all over my torso my first day of clinical too. Oh, geez. That's rough. I luckily have avoided. I There's been some close calls, but I have avoided all bodily fluids or not all bodily fluids. There have been some close calls, but I have avoided puke getting on me multiple times. I've really learned to like duck, duck and roll, baby. <laughs> not Duck, tuck. Tuck and roll, duck, tuck, and roll. Because you got to duck sometimes. I went to re-spike a bag of normal saline and took the spike out while it was still hanging and fluid went everywhere. I stuck the new spike in it and it slips out, spilling even more normal saline all over. I have done that before, actually, where you switched a bag and, like, you just don't think. Like, <laughs> I've done that. I think probably majority of nurses have done that and it spills. <laughs> but it's Okay. I once asked the people from the morgue if they needed the vital sign machine thing because they kept staring me down and I wondered why they told me no in the most dramatic way until I figured out who the people in the gray scrubs were on the unit. (laughs) I do not think the people in the morgue will be needing to take vital signs. (laughs) This one is really good. I asked the patient to use the urinal because of intake and output, and the patient thought they had a poop in it, not pee. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> like, uh, did they make it in there? <laughs> did it all get in there? <laughs> oh my gosh, that is really funny. My professor was arrested. And her picture posted on the county Facebook page and she showed up in class the next day like nothing happened if the whole class knew. Oh, that's some tea. (laughs) How? I feel like, uh, wow. That, those, I didn't really know about those county Facebook pages until my boyfriend showed me them. And I was like, wow, how can they post stuff like this? But it's all public record. But I didn't know, like, that people made Facebook pages for these things. Like, really putting people out here on blast. That is so funny. All right, well, that's enough of those for now. But I think I might need to start doing these more often because those are really good. And I, I'm not trying to make anyone upset if I laughed at what you said. They're funny stories. Like, let's look back at them, grow from them, and just show that, like, you know what? Probably tons of people have done these things. You are not alone. But at the end of the episodes, I always want to like talk about little things that are going on in my life that really aren't nursing related at all because there is more to life than nursing and got to have that work-life balance, baby. I preach it all the time. Have that work-life balance. So let's do a little life updates, skincare updates, things I'm loving, books. Let's get into it. So I just finished in five years. I've been wanting to read that book for a while and I saw it at Sam's Club and they had it for like 10 bucks. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to grab it. I really, really, really enjoyed it. I didn't cry. A lot of people said that I would cry, but I didn't cry. Again, if you listen to my episode with Nikki, I've never cried over a book and I think I'm a heartless person (laughs) because of that. I really want to cry, but I'm reading right now. I think it's called If He Had Been With Me. And she said she cried really hard over that book. So we'll see if I cry. Maybe. Maybe it'll happen. Maybe it won't. I'll keep you posted. (laughs) I'm like 25% of the way through it and hasn't been sad at all. But in five years was sad because it was like a best friend thing. Um, Cancer was involved. I think it was sad. Don't get me wrong. It was really sad. But I didn't cry from it. 
And I think it also doesn't help when I like read it in chunks over over a few days. Like if I were to read it once in one sitting, it might be a little bit different. I might cry from that. But I read it so in a few days in chunks that I like it breaks up the sadness a little bit. I am now a month into my travel contract, which is absolutely crazy. I cannot believe we've been here for a month already working and I am really loving it. I, I really thought about extending my contract, but the thing is I want to be in Michigan in the summer. Michigan summers, Midwest summers are the best 10 out of 10. If you haven't experienced Michigan in the summertime, you truly are missing out. Anywhere in Michigan is so amazing in the summer. I mean, the UP is amazing. Anywhere along Lake Michigan is amazing. Like Petoskey, Traverse City, like like it's all so 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 nice like it's all great I love going to the UP it is so beautiful up there the I can never say this word Tequemenaw Tequemenaw Falls how do you say it stop Brandon's laughing at me right now (laughs) I can't say it but it's uh, the falls up there are so beautiful in the UP amazing you have to go if you haven't seen it it's a drive of getting up there though um Mackinac is amazing so so pretty so much to do in Michigan in the summer just boating anywhere just the beaches it's great 10 out of 10 weather is amazing perfect temperature it's humid though I'll let you know it is humid but if you're in the lake you'll be fine so I really wanted to be home in Michigan in the summer plus like I wanted to be home for a few months and then we were talking we want to probably go somewhere in the fall So it just wouldn't time out right to extend our contract here, even though we truly love it here. It's amazing. I also don't think I could do the 130s temperatures in Arizona. Like I am not made for 130 degrees. I don't think I can do it (laughs) as much as I love it here. But I would 100% come back in the future. Like it is so nice here. Love, love it, love it. Couldn't talk better about it. And... My license, Arizona licenses are good for four years. I didn't know. For some reason, I figured like everyone did two years because Michigan, their licenses expire in two years. So I just figured everyone did the same thing. But that is not the case. <laughs> Arizona's four years. So I'm like, wow, that's really nice. Like I, I could for sure come back, you know, a few times if I wanted to. So uh, we haven't really decided where we want to go in the fall. We like... We're throwing out the Carolinas, maybe Florida or Texas, but those, if you know anything about travel nursing, the contracts there are not very great. And we also talked about maybe Hawaii, but there's, our dogs are a big problem with that. So I don't think I could leave my dogs and then like quarantine, there's lots of stuff to figure out with that. So I'm kind of just trying to go with the flow, but we do think we want to go somewhere different in the fall. So lots of exciting things coming up. I'm just super pumped. And well, that's and here I am talking about work. (laughs) But some non-work things. I luckily was able to move my schedule around. My brother and his wife and three daughters, my cute little nieces are in Florida. They rent a house in Florida for a few months during the winter. And we, my parents were going down to see them because they haven't seen them in a few months. And They asked if I could come, but I didn't think I was going to be able to make it work with work. My schedule was kind of sporadic that week, and I didn't really have any, like, few days off consecutively to where I could fly from 
Arizona to Florida, which is like this way. It's a whole day's trip because of the time change. But the returning, like I'll get home super early, but it's a full days of traveling. I mean, not a full days, but with the time difference, it's you lose a day basically traveling there. So I luckily was able to get things moved and I get to go. So I'm super excited. I'm actually recording this the day before it's going to post, which is a little crazy. Hopefully I get all this editing done. Talking to you, future Brie, like, come on, don't give up. <laughs> but I hopefully, or I'm working Monday, Tuesday. So I worked Friday, Saturday. Today is Sunday. Didn't work today. And then I work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Fly out Thursday afternoon. And then get back Tuesday, work Wednesday. So it'll be a little tight. But you know what? Like that is such a great thing about our jobs and shift work. Like you can have all these days off, no PTO, and I can go on vacation and visit family. So it's super awesome. I'm super pumped. Can't wait to see them and squeeze them and hug hug my nieces and my mom and dad and obviously my brother and sister-in-law. But I'm just excited. I am really sad, though, because Brandon won't be able to go and I'm leaving the pups for a few days. And that's always really hard for me. My my babies, leaving my babies. <laughs> but speaking of leaving my babies, we left my babies the other day when my friends came and stayed with us this last week for like four days, I think. And we ended up driving to Vegas the one day because my um, one friend really loves Gordon Ramsay. And she wanted to go to Hell's Kitchen, which we went there and ate. So we stayed the night in Vegas that night. Um, and it was actually really fun. We did a lot of fun things. We went to a show. Brandon went to the UCLA-Gonzaga game and loved that. And he was rooting for Gonzaga and they won. But I think they lost now, right? So I think his bracket might be messed up. My bracket's messed up. <laughs> I don't know anything about sports, though. So, like, it's just a guessing game for me. <laughs> But I had so much fun there, ate lots of good food, some fun drinks. Vegas is always a good time. I don't really like gambling, but I didn't lose any money. I <laughs> I hate gambling, actually. Like, I would so much rather go buy something than gamble because I will sit. And number one, I play the slots machine because I don't know how to do anything else. And so I'll, like, put $20 on a slot machine, and I swear to you, I will lose it in two minutes. And I'm like... Well, that was fun. <laughs> I just lost $20 sitting here doing, clicking a button. <laughs> like, but I actually didn't lose any money, so that's a good thing. Um, but I, I really don't like gambling, and I never put extreme money into it like that. Like, literally, I'll do $20, and I'll be like, all right. Because I would rather spend that money shopping <laughs> if I'm going to spend the money and lose money like that. I'd rather get something out of it. <laughs> but I feel like you like, you know, just for you're in Vegas. I'm like, I'm in Vegas. I have to put money on a slot machine. But when they were here, we also went to some hot springs and that was really nice. It was like a six mile hike. It was actually pretty crazy. But I've never seen or been in hot springs before. And oh my gosh, wow. Like it was insane. The one, there were like three different little pools of hot springs. The one pool was, the water was so hot, I couldn't even get into it. Like I stood right there and like the one rock was touching a little bit of water. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to burn my feet. Like insane how hot they get. But it's so stinking cool. What, what is on this beautiful earth? And just like all the hikes, I've been loving hikes. It's so fun. I'm, I'm just, the dogs love it. We took the dogs on like, it was more of a trail, but 
we let them climb some of the rocks with us and they loved it. Belly didn't like it as much, but Betty Lou loves climbing rocks, which is super. I mean, she's seven pounds. Like, it's not like she's a big dog that, you know, can climb. <laughs> but she is like a goat. I swear to you, she's a goat. <laughs> In more than one ways, okay? Greatest of all time and a goat. <laughs> and she loved it. Absolutely loved it. The dogs were exhausted after we got in and out. Like, just had so much fun. Played lots of games. And it was really good to have them here and spend time with them and, like, get a little piece of home. And it was so sad. They fly. They flew out and we went and got the dogs. Uh, we drove home. Picked up the dogs from, from the... I found a girl on Rover that watched them and we picked them up. They were so excited to see us. We came home and the last they knew, all of our friends were here. So they went to all the rooms that they stayed in and like were looking for them. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to cry. Like, are you sad? We don't have visitors over anymore. It was so stinking cute. They melt my heart. Okay. But I'm, I will be sad having to leave them again. In a couple of days, but it'll be so much fun to go to Florida, relax a little bit, see family because I haven't seen my family. I haven't seen my brother and my nieces in over two months, which is a long time. Like we're a super close family, all of us, all of my siblings and all my nieces and my nephew. I wish my whole family was going to be there because I have three siblings. I have two brothers and one sister and it's just going to be my one brother and his family, but it's okay. We'll, we'll reunite soon enough when I come home. And time is literally flying by. I'm like, wow, we have, like, everyone at work has given us so many recommendations of things we should do around here. And, like, you know, someone said we should go to these places in California. Like, just since we're on this coast or on this side of the country that, I mean, yeah, it might be, like, a six-hour drive, but we drove 30 hours to get here. Like a six hour drive really isn't that bad. Like you might as well, since we're over here, go do these things that we've never done. So we're probably going to do a few road trips if we can coming up here because I'm like, wow, Brandon, we like only have two more months here. Like we got, I have this whole long to-do list of recommendations. Like, come on, we got to get going. (laughs) So lots of fun things coming up, but this is just like, it's been awesome. Like being here, doing all these fun things, seeing all these things that we wouldn't normally see. Like, yes, I know people say like travel nursing isn't for everyone. And I totally respect that. And again, this is my first contract and yes, it's been great, but I'm sure not all contracts are going to be as amazing as this one. So, but I think it's just really awesome. The opportunities that come with it. Like I would be stuck in Michigan right now. And instead I'm going on these beautiful hikes. I went to Vegas. Like, yes, you can travel on your days off wherever you are, but these, this is a whole new way of living and seeing the world that I didn't think would ever happen. Like I truly thought I would live in Michigan for the rest of my life. Not that, you know, I've moved permanently, but like it's, I've lived in Arizona for a few months. Like it's just super cool to say, and I know like looking back at this, it'll be like such a cool memory and such a cool time in my life. And I'm just so thankful that this is something that I could do. And I can't wait to share the rest of my journey with you guys. So thank you so much for supporting me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, Give it a five-star review. If you're watching on YouTube, give it a nice little thumbs up. Subscribe. Thank you so much for watching, and I hope you liked this episode. I hope that you liked it on YouTube. If you watched it on YouTube, like, comment and let me know how you liked it. And make sure to come back for more episodes. 
follow me on all my socials. I'll have them all linked below. And I hope that everyone has a good day. Let me know if you want any specific guests or specific topics coming up. And I appreciate your support.